Welcome to the Fully Delighted Podcast, a hopeful and helpful resource from South Mountain Community Church, a multi-site church in Utah. Each week we will be hearing from our staff as we explore what makes SMCC unique, as well as what it means to be fully devoted and fully delighted in Jesus Christ. We hope this podcast can be a helpful resource for you to take your next step with Jesus. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fully Delighted Podcast. In fact, this is not just another episode. This is the last episode of Season 5. My name is Adam and I get to serve as the Campus Support Team Director. And with me, per usual, most of the time, I've got Eric and Paul here with me to go through Galatians. Guys, how are you doing? Doing well. It's Thanksgiving week, guys. This is exciting. Yeah, it is. Exciting time. Yeah, we're gearing up for Christmas. Mm-hmm. A lot of conversations about Christmas concert, Christmas Eve. It's kind of exciting. I yeah. think so. We got a bit of a Friendsgiving going on at Adam's house, and mm-hmm. uh, some of our staff will be there. So, um, really going to be fun. Yeah. Hey, I love a week off where I get to, well, not a week off, a, a day or two off. <laughs> where you see the same people you work with every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I said, I said this the other day, I said I was interviewing somebody for SMCC and I said, it's like family here. And then I saw a post on Instagram that says, if your boss says it's like family here, you're about to have the worst experience of your life. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> but I actually do feel like uh, we're pretty close around here. So a lot of our, our staff will be doing Thanksgiving yeah. together. I was talking with you. I was like, we're close. I, family. I mean... Yeah, we we're don't friends. have family around here. We're, we're close friends, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, so like I said earlier, so we're about to wrap up Galatians, and this will be the last episode of Season 5 until um, after the holidays, and then at some point um, we'll start back up again and talking about what that might look like. But. Yeah, we were just riffing on a few ideas for Season 6 of the podcast. We got a few good ideas, um, but I'm always curious if the listeners have ideas, Adam, for what they'd like to hear us talk about or cover. How can they get those to us, you know? Yeah, yeah. If there's a listener that has an idea, we would absolutely love that because um, we, we definitely like a spark of creativity. They can yeah. email us um, at uh, smcc at smccutah.org. Um, so that, that'd be the email that you can email cool. us that we can, we can get that and field that. Yeah. Our vision for this podcast, of course, is that this becomes a resource for people in our church to take their next steps. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just a different, uh, next step opportunity. So if we can resource you, uh, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and wrap up with chapter six of Galatians. So a little bit of a smaller chapter, just 18 verses. Um, I'll read the first paragraph, and we can kind of just go a little bit by bit. Yeah, it feels a bit like a grab bag. Like, he kind of just lumps together a few real practical things all at once. It's very common in his epistles. This Mm. is how the Apostle Paul does it. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as I'm wrapping up, 10 minutes later. one more thing. (laughs) One more thing. (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead in chapter 6 again, reading through the NIV per usual. Chapter 6, verse 1 of Galatians says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Interesting. 
Yeah, let's pause right there and unpack it. Yeah, this uh, this section of uh, Galatians really reminds me of a book I read probably 25 years ago called Caring Enough to Confront by David Augsburger. Really one of the best books I've ever read. Mm. And, and it really encapsulated this concept of if you really love somebody, you'll you'll see that they are caught in a sin or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. in bondage to a sin. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is that you want to walk with them, helping them out of that. Mm. It's not to condemn them. It's not to shame them. It's not to make them feel bad. Mm-hmm. It is an act of love to come alongside and say, look, I see it. You know it. Mm-hmm. We all know this. How can I help you? What what can we do to to do this better? Yeah, I like that. It's really important to think that the goal is restoration, not condemnation. And I think we've all known right. people and even been the people who have struggled at times in life. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, if someone really, it says someone who's spiritual, those who are spiritual, meaning, you know, those who are committed to the gospel, they can see someone struggling. As, right. as pastors, it's one of the hardest things is when we see people struggle. I have friends right now that... Um, I know are struggling, and mm. I want them to be restored, but it's very delicate because when you're a pastor and you say something hard into someone's life, um, and I know this from my own experience, it can quickly become, feel like to that person, condemnation, not restoration. Right. Yeah. So it's it's coming from the big guy, mm. and now it hurts a little bit more. Yeah. And so we have to ask questions like... Do I have permission, mm. In, mm. you know, from you to say something I think is going to be a little bit hard to hear, mm. and that person has the opportunity to say no, you don't. Yeah, not ready and, for that. And and this is where church membership comes in. Basically, the idea is that if you're a member of a church, you've given not just the pastor, but other people in the church, the other members, uh, permission to speak into your life mm. and to have that opportunity. Now, obviously. Even if you're walking in the spirit, you're you're connected to God in a, in, in a healthy way. You're not going to just kind of pick at every little thing and and just make a mountain out of a molehill. This is not the idea. There's only really three reasons I can think of that I would actually confront somebody. Mm-hmm. Number one, they caused a young Christian to to stumble mm-hmm. and, and turn away from Christ, perhaps, uh, to a non-Christian to actually turn away from Christ mm-hmm. and not take their next step toward Christ. Mm-hmm. It's a bad witness. You're, you're, you're doing something, saying something, acting in a type of way where they're saying, if you're an advertisement for Jesus Christ, I'm not buying. Mm-hmm. And then the other is just really bringing... A shame on Christ's name. Just a public has to be a public kind of sin where people are uh, just. How how can I say that people are getting the wrong idea of what it means to be a Christian and the wrong idea about who Jesus Christ is. Mm-hmm. Those are the three things that I think apply when Jesus was speaking to his disciples in Matthew 18, starting with verse 15, just one-on-one, go to that person. Again, you're trying to keep it 
kind of just between us, just keep it small. Okay, I'm going to expand the circle. Just take another person with you, somebody they respect, somebody that they have perhaps a friendship with, because the two of you could probably convince them, really, we need to do something here, because your testimony is a bad testimony. Mm -hmm. And if they won't listen to you, if they're, they have a hard heart, you just have to go to the elders at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm. In this passage, we see gentleness, be gentle. I think that's what you're mm-hmm. describing, right. Paul, is asking questions. Questions are gentle. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking for understanding is gentle. Being for them is gentle. Right, right. Um, and so all that can bring about restoration. Uh, the Apostle Paul says, be careful, though, so that you're not tempted by this. That's an interesting line, mm. you know, that if I'm going to get so close to the action here, that that action might actually be interesting to me. Mm. I thought that was an interesting thing that he would add. I think the temptation is that you're somehow better than them. Mm. I wonder the, yeah. And that's where the comparison comes yeah, in. That's yeah, that's where the comparison comes in. And so it's don't compare, just just live your life with Christ without comparing with other people. And mm. and and so uh I think it's important that it says each one should test their own actions. Then they can't can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. Mm-hmm. That's that. And then he says, for each one should carry their own load. Well, wait a minute. It says... Carry each other's burdens. It says carry each other's (laughs) Mm -hmm. burden, and you will fulfill the law of Christ. Uh Well, in the context there, when you're approaching somebody, and I think this is extremely important, when you are for somebody, that means you say to them, I will walk with you in this. I will carry some of the difficulty. Mm-hmm. I am not going to hit and run. I'm going to get into this with you. Mm-hmm. And and so if I need to call you each night, if I need to pick you up, you know, so that you, from that party, for mm-hmm. whatever it is, I'm in this with you. And that's what it means to carry their load, but you should carry your own load. And that is take personal responsibility for your own life. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Henry Cloud would make sure that we get this. We're not responsible for other people, but we are responsible to other people. Well, that's a good distinction. And that's the distinction yep. here. Yep, I think I think it's a real mature perspective here to the Christian life and to relationship that I'm willing to to do what love requires, but at the same time I need to own my own life too. And it's it's mm-hmm. both and and I think that's really uh, some healthy balance here. I think comparison, we all know this. People have been talking about comparison forever. Apostle Paul's talking about this. It'll either cause me to think I'm better than or I'm less than. Th- those are the two options. And Paul's saying, no, think realistically of yourself. Be self-aware. Think accurately of who you are. So we read this, take pride in yourself. I'm like, that's weird. Are we supposed to take pride in ourselves? Well, be accurate in your assessment of who you are. Don't compare because you'll be better than or less than. We want to avoid both errors. Mm. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote about this in 1 Corinthians. Uh, he he confronted sin in that church, and it was pretty, pretty straightforward, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then in, we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, this is what he said. He says, So I made up my mind that I would not make another painful visit to you. In other words, I, w- I made up my mind. I've said enough on this topic. For if I grieve you, who is left to make me glad but you whom I have grieved? So obviously his first visit and those strong words grieved these people. I wrote as I did 
so that when I came, I would not be distressed by those who should have made me rejoice. I had confidence in all of you that I'm for you, he's saying, that you would all share my joy. And he's sharing in the joy of Christ. For I wrote you out of great distress and anguish of heart and with many tears. So he's owning this. He's he's taking some responsibility here to do the right thing, even though it was so difficult for him to say the things that he said. And then he said, not to grieve you, but to let you know the depth of my love for you. This is where it gets interesting. If anyone has caused grief, he has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you to some extent, not to put it too severely here now. Verse 6, the punishment inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient. In other words, call off the dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just let's just take a breather here, people. He said, now instead you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excess, excessive sorrow. I urge you, therefore, to re- reaffirm your love for him. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. know what? You can have your foot down on this person's neck way too long. Right. And in fact, I think it, it became overwhelming to the person that he had called out. Mm-hmm. And now he's saying, man, just love this guy now. This could be a problem. He says in verse 11, skipping down, he says, in order. So forgive this guy, help him, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. What is the schemes of Satan? Is to divide the church, mm-hmm. Hmm. you know, and to create classes of Christians, like better and worse Christians. That mm-hmm. type of idea is right from Satan. Yeah. And now in Galatians, the Apostle Paul is saying, don't do that. Right. Don't be comparing yourselves with mm-hmm. each other. Man, this is such a this is such a good good passage as, as he wraps up this book because you know my NIV titles it doing good to all. It's sort of this section on how to serve others well, how to do good. Um, that you know we hear that and we're like, of course, just do good. Well, in the context of the local church, that's very specific. Now, Paul, as you were talking, I was thinking of my own life and. Um, you know, two situations popped up, one where I was restored and one where I had to do some restoring recently. Um, and I think the, the first question is, am I open to being restored? Am I open to someone giving me feedback about a blind spot? I'm just going to plan ahead for that. It's going to happen. I'm going to need that. And I want to be open to it. Um, in fact, somebody pretty close to me recently said, hey, Eric, you, you cracked this joke recently. And, and I know that when people who know you, uh, people who know you understand the context there and, and they know what you what you mean. But this person said, but there were a few people in that setting who didn't know, don't know you like that and don't know the context. And I'm concerned that when you speak casually about that topic, you might be misunderstood. And sure. I said to this person, wow, thank you for that. That was that was a gift to me. And, and then um, recently I heard somebody uh, say something that was uh, uh, pretty disrespectful to uh, another group of people that I care about, and I had to pull this person in. I said, "Hey, hey, come here really quickly. Actually, come here right now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had to, I had to call him in and and say, "Look, when you said that, you violated uh, who we are and uh, as a team." And and I think uh, I think there's just time for both. There's time to be restored. There's time to do some restoring. And rather than see it as judgment or condemnation or you know something difficult, we can see it as something restorative. And I think mm-hmm. that's what the Apostle Paul is saying here. So I think we should all be open to it and look for opportunities to do it, actually. I, I don't want to leave this paragraph, and I know we're spending a lot of time on this paragraph, and I, I love those thoughts, Eric. But what he said about comparing is mm-hmm. so imp- important. He says, without comparing um, 
themselves to someone else. And it reminded me of something I read in this little booklet by Tim Keller called The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. He talks about gospel humility is not needing to think about myself, not needing to connect things with myself. In the end, uh, to it is the, an end to thought such as, I'm in this room with these people. Does this make me look good? Do I want to be here? True gospel humility means I stop connecting every experience, every conversation with myself. In fact, I stop thinking about myself. The freedom of self-forgetfulness is the blessed rest that only Uh self-forgetfulness brings. Hmm. True gospel humility means an ego that is not puffed up, but filled up. And so the way people try to puff up their ego is by comparing. And so it lacks gospel humility. Mm-hmm. And that's what really, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling it, FDFD is all about self-forgetfulness and gospel humility, and the key is not comparing ourselves with others. I mean, if we took that seriously, I wonder how that would change uh, some of the mental health crisis that we're facing in our world, you know, anxiety, stress, worry, um, he, blessed rest, is that what he said? Mm-hmm. Just how, how, how we could sleep easy at night if I wasn't constantly evaluating Every conversation, mm-hmm. how everybody sees me, that's self-forgetfulness in the gospel. And, um, and, and so gift. the context here is doing good to all. You are not focused on others if you're, <laughs> if you're all about you and connecting every event, every conversation, every person with yourself. How yeah. does this make me look? Uh, comparing myself to others. Yeah, so this is about walking into the room and say, uh, there you are. Right. Mm. So instead of, do I look good? It's, yeah. what good can I offer here? That's there it. That's just the difference. Mm-hmm. And then he, he brings in this interesting thing about those who teach you in the Word, uh, your instructors. It's like, it's like in his mind is, okay, I'm going to do good to the people who are struggling. I want to do good inside of this community. Oh, by the way, the leaders of my community should be taken care of as well. And that's sort of this next mm. bridge. And it's really one of the few places in the New Testament that reminds people, hey, you have pastors that instruct you, uh, make sure you pay their bills. Right. You, you got to support these guys. And so that's... First, First Corinthians chapter 9 is the other place that su- just specifically addresses this activity of the believer. Yeah, so it seems to kind of come out of the blue. He's all of a sudden talking about paying your pastors, right? Supporting your pastors. But it's really all in the context of do good. Do good Mm -hmm. for those struggling. Do good for the family of God. He's going to talk about that. Do good to those who lead the family of God. So Adam, why don't you keep reading and we'll see how that reaping and sowing motif shows up there. Yeah, so now we're going to go starting in chapter 6, verse 7. It says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Yeah, good stuff. The reaping and sowing, you know... I. We, we should read that as wisdom, as principle, there you go. not as mm. gospel. Uh, man, it's truth. I don't want to say it's not gospel truth. It's, it's true, but in a, in a wisdom sense, not a promise type of sense from God, you know? Yeah, so I, I, I was talking about suffering in a, in a message the other day, um, and I said, 
well, let's face it, people, so much of suffering is self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. And that's what this says. Mm-hmm. It's, it's proverbial. It is, hey, I am acting like a fool. Hmm. Guess what? That's going to come and bite me mm-hmm. in the butt someday. Yep. Uh, I am acting like a mocker. I am acting like a sluggard. I am acting like, I mean, all these words are proper words. A and there's sinner. always there's always some sort of uh, consequence to that. And that consequence is usually negative. And in the book of Proverbs, it contrasts that person with one who walks with the Lord, who walks in wisdom and hey, don't be, you know, God is not going to be mocked. He set up a world where it's generally true that if you live a life of righteousness, your life will typically go well. Yeah. The question we should ask here is, what am I sowing? If I'm going to look at my life, look at my time, my money, my relationships, uh, things might not be on fire or broken or amazing. However, just what am I sowing right now? Am I am I quietly sowing seeds that will bear fruit for the kingdom? Mm-hmm. Or am I sowing things that over time could turn into something destructive? And that's what the Apostle Paul is is describing. So let me think yeah. about what what I'm sowing in my la- in my conversations with my kids, the small conversations around the dinner table each day. Yes. When they turn 18, that's what it. will I reap from that? You know, what will be mm. from that sowing, right? That's a good question. It's, it's like your kid just struck out. <laughs> here, reliving a memory here. Your kid strikes out at the bottom of the sixth inning, and that's the game over. Yep. The bases were loaded, yep. and the team lost. What you say to your son at that moment <laughs> yeah. is so important. You just sowed something into that relationship. Mm. My, my kids' bikes are always tipping over in the garage right into the cars, you know? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Wisdom says I could put their bike somewhere else. But if I want to sow uh, grace into their lives, uh, also truth into their lives, mm-hmm. what am I going to say in those moments? So, you know, sometimes we look uh, at our lives and we, we want the big payoff instantly. Mm-hmm. I think the Apostle Paul would say, no, look at what you're sowing. Look at what and, you're sowing. And, you know, a lot of our sowing is done in secret, let's face it. It's, it's our private disciplines mm-hmm. that uh, mean so much to what we'll reap someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we develop character when no one else is looking. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. where characters develop. And, and really, I think that's what he's speaking to. Yeah. You know, we recently did a message and we said, uh, based on the life of Stephen, the thing that's in you most deeply will come out most naturally. And the best messages in this world, best conversations, are usually around the topics that have been cultivated in our heart for years. Cultivated means the seed has been sowed and now it's flourishing. And mm-hmm. I think there's an approach to life where we can, in the quiet moments of life, sow gospel truth. Uh, these types of things deep into our lives, and over time, the the payoff is exponential, but it's it's a bit slower. I had this thought go through my mind, and and I was like, wow, this is this is interesting. I mean, I think when Paul's talking about this, um, there there he's, and I think it's generally true, and also what he's saying, but it's not of like this option of like. Uh, when I, you know, sow these seeds, I will reap this. It's kind of like as I am living life, I'm constantly, um, you know, casting out seed, however mm-hmm. you want to say it, right? It, whether I like it or not, there's things that I'm putting out and then that, you know, comes back at some point. It yeah. grows, right? So I have to be thinking like, it's not a, it's not a when do I do this? It's I'm doing this all the time. What right. am I doing? And he says at the proper time. The time is coming where you will reap from this. He says, reap a harvest. So there'll be a harvest in your life of healthy relationships, Mm. healthy emotions, um, 
healthy spirituality if mm-hmm. we sow in these right in these in these balanced ways. He says if we do not give up. You know, it's easy to think I'm not seeing results with my kids, I'm not seeing results in my own life. Uh, he says, "Don't give up. The, yeah. the harvest mm. will come." I can't help but contrast this with the secret and the law of attraction, and you know all that kind of stuff. And it's this idea that if you, uh, first of all, are very positive and convinced that this is going to come to you, in other words, that you will reap mm. this particular thing, it has nothing to do with your behavior. It has nothing mm. to do with your character. It has all everything to do with um, your thoughts, like somehow your thoughts are magical that they can bring things to you that are mm-hmm. positive. In other words, the, the harvest. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. harvest that you're looking for is typically material mm-hmm. or relational or something that's going to make you look good, feel good, uh, whatever, benefit of mm-hmm. some sort. Man, it's so opposite of this entire chapter. It's not about other people. It's not about... Uh, sowing into other people's lives. It's not, it is all about getting for yourself what you want. And here's a technique that is totally anti-biblical, mm, yep. right? It doesn't work. Well, the Apostle Paul describes what the harvest will be. From the Spirit will reap eternal life. Meaning there you go. It's life in the kingdom. And it's mm-hmm. from God. That's and what it we're starts now. From. It doesn't start in heaven. It yeah. starts now. Yeah. yeah, eternal life. That's so important, Paul. We read eternal life and think, oh, the day I die, I walk into eternity. Eternal life in the New Testament is it includes quantity, but but I think even more than that, it's quality. It's a quality right. of right. of life with mm-hmm. God. And um, now there's something else in here too that I think. Uh, well, two things. Number one, we live in an instant gratification culture. This is delayed gratification. I mean, that is so important to spiritual maturity. The second thing that I want to just make note of, and I don't know if all of our listeners um, know this about SMCC, there's this line, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. At SMCC, we have a a benevolence policy, which means how do we uh, utilize the resources given by the people of SMCC to serve people in need? And inside of that policy, we look first at people who are connected to SMCC. Are you in a small group? Do you Mm -hmm. attend? Why? Well, we want to do what the Apostle Paul says. We want to honor those who belong to our family. Now, of course, we extend benevolence funds beyond just the walls of SMCC and the people of SMCC, but it's first and foremost in our minds because we know that help to somebody who's in community will actually serve them better than just handing out some cash. That is so good. The Apostle Paul gets that. We don't just hand out the cash, but now we walk with those people, just like it said earlier. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there you go. All right, let's get to the last section. All right, I'll just read this whole last chunk. Wrap it up. That works. All right. So verse 11. See what large letters I use as I write to you with my own hand. (laughs) Okay, hold on. I wish I could see the original text, because I just wonder if he's like my son Jack. He's just writing so big over the lines, you know? He's like, is he writing like that? He's highlighting things, all caps right here, you know? We Mm -hmm. don't have that document, but I wish we did, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Verse 12, those who want to impress people by means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law, yet they want you to be circumcised, that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule 
to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. Boy, he just could not help. He could not close out this letter without one more shot on the Judaizers. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right. Man, he's going to get one last it's lick. Like one more thing. Like, man, these guys are conceited. They're all about themselves. They fear persecution from their brothers, their, mm-hmm. their friends. And so they're trying to get a notch in their belt by getting you circumcised yep. and all this kind of stuff. Man, this is the theme of this book. And he just wraps it up with yep. One more. Maybe this is the section where he he goes all caps on them, you know, like this this following <laughs> section. Maybe it wasn't what was before. It was it was this, you know. And there's this small there's this small theme here, but it's a big truth. If you want to avoid pain at all costs, you'll cave on the truth. Yeah, that's the reality. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and and the apostle Paul though lives differently. You will need to embrace pain at times if you're going to fully embrace the truth to a culture that the truth. Uh, challenges. And he's saying that, look, the reason they're preaching circumcision is they're afraid and they're wimping out on the persecution that can come. In contrast, Mm. the Apostle Paul has marks on his body because he's living out the way of the cross. He's not Mm. caving on the cross as the central place where someone uh, experiences salvation through what Jesus has done. And so he's now going to say, you know what? I've been crucified with Christ. I'm kind of dead to the world. And, and so I have these marks on my body. And he says, let no one cause me trouble. What he's saying is, look, I'm preaching the gospel. All you Judaizers, stop troubling me, okay? Like he's, mm-hmm. he's speaking to them. It's not a no one that's really anybody in the world. That's not no. his approach. He's saying, look, the Judaizers should know this by now. I am preaching the cross. Yeah, I it, the cross. it was one more... Uh, encouragement for self-forgetfulness. It's, it's You've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Love that. You know, those type of words are coming back to me as, yep. as I read that. And there, there's just not a better life available to us than to live like the Apostle Paul, who is just saturated in the reality of the gospel, mm-hmm. and that he doesn't have to be a big deal because Christ is a big deal. Right. Man, it's good stuff. Well, wow. I hope we took our listeners uh, to the finish line that the Apostle Paul would have wanted the listeners to get to as well. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much theology packed into this book, but at the end of the day, it's very, very practical, too. And you see that in Paul's wrap-up. He's going to boast in the cross, not in himself, mm-hmm. and therefore, mm-hmm. he's going to embrace what the cross means. He's going to live that out. And if marks on his body are present, wounds and scars because of his faith in Jesus, so be it. And uh, it's really been on my mind recently because I, I look at the changing world. I look at stories that I hear from the Middle East, stories from even Europe and, and Finland. Paul, we talked about mm-hmm. that in a message recently. Um, uh, this is really on my mind. Stephen in Acts 7 lived this out. Paul is living this out. And I want to be ready to live it out mm. um, should difficulty come. And I think mm. that's what the Apostle Paul is uh, inspiring his listeners for, too. So Excellent. Well, I'm glad that we got to wrap this up for you guys just in time for the holidays <laughs> coming up. Yep. Uh, like I said before, we will be back um, sometime after um, kind of the busyness of the season ends and, and everybody's kind of back to more of a normal routine. And we'll, we'll start back with season six. Again, if you got ideas of what to do, um, you can email us at smccutah. I'm sorry, at smcc 
at smccutah.org. I'll put it in the description of this podcast episode as well. So thank you guys for being here and we'll see you again in, an, in a little bit. Take care. Thanks again for joining us for the Fully Delighted Podcast. If you enjoyed this hopeful and helpful resource, we'd love to have you leave us a review or share an episode with a friend. For more information about SMCC, please visit us at our website at smccutah.org. Thank you for trusting us with your time, and we look forward to having you back again soon.